Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you hashtag Taiwan. In today's episode, Leslie Liao will be insulting a typhoon. <laughs> also, we'll have for you status update with John, Shirley, and Stash. But first, here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, April 26th, <laughs> and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. Uh, if you are listening on the radio, today is uh, Tuesday, April 27th. In the studio today, we have Stash Butler. Hello. We have Allison Chen. Hi. We have Leslie Liao. What up? And we have me, Andrew Ryan. Everybody doing good today? Doing great. Yeah, doing great. Excellent. I hope you are doing good as well out there in radio and Facebook Live land. Uh, we have a fun show today. We're going to be talking about uh, water, a very strange-looking building, some delivery man shenanigans, uh, and uh, we have uh, also mountain climbing. Yeah. Vice uh, President goes for a hike. Yes. We did not tell him to take a hike. No. <laughs> Go for a take a hike. Uh, and we're gonna t we're gonna finish off with a heartwarming story as we as we are wont to. Yes. We love a good heartwarming story. You're gonna bring us a heartwarming story, right, Leslie? Yes, I am. Excellent. All that and more in today's here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Did everybody have a good weekend? An excellent one. Yes. Yeah. Everybody had a good weekend. Okay, We're good nodding, point. smiling. Uh, we hope you had a good weekend out there. Um, I want to start off uh, very quickly with a fun picture to show everybody. Have a look at this amazing looking uh, building. Uh, I don't know. Can you get in there? Yeah, My, I got you. The yeah. angle right. I got to get right. Yeah, you're good. You're yeah. good. So... I'm assuming you guys probably know what that is. Yeah, I do. Who, who wants to jump in there and Go tell for us? Stash. It's that. <coughs> sorry, excuse me, coughing. Uh, the anticlimax. Uh, is that? It's that music building in in Kaohsiung. That is right. That is the Kaohsiung Music Center. It is a brand new pop music venue. Now I was down there to check out uh, this beautiful building in all of its Star Wars magnificence. <laughs> um, and uh yeah so i got a little sneak peek at it that's gonna open on july 3rd um so i'm hoping to go down there and actually see a, a show there uh when it does open up i got a little sneak peek at it because i um uh a friend of a friend uh, is involved in the in the building um but actually really what i wanted to show you was what's in front of the building uh maybe i should show you again this is that amazing uh i guess landscape shot of the city of Kaohsiung next to the harbor uh, and you can see the reflection of the Kaohsiung Music Center in a pool of water and that to me was probably of course the building is very exciting but I have to say <laughs> that that pool of water even more exciting uh, for many people because we are in the midst of a drought mm. huge drought biggest one in 56 years 
Um, in fact, uh, a lot of people were very excited in central and southern Taiwan thinking that we were going to make up for that lack of water. Um, I did a little quick look at water.taiwanstat.com. Oh, that's oh. technical. Your daily check. Yes, my <laughs> daily check. You're on always much... on that site. To... <laughs> Every time I look over, we're working, Andrew. Andrew. Just... You need to get off water. site. <laughs> <laughs> the kids these days, seriously, with all their water sites. <laughs> yes, I was uh, doing what I want to do, and that is check on the water level in our reservoirs. I am not a nerd at all, <laughs> uh, but I do like water. I think we all like water, right? Yeah, I definitely do. Anybody not fan. like water in the studio? Okay. <laughs> Silence fills the room. Uh, not great for radio. Uh, but I will say, you can check out this site. Again, water.taiwanstat.com. We assumed because it was raining in Kaohsiung and Taichung that we were going to get a little extra bump in our reservoir, a little extra water there. Well, let me tell you, of the 21 reservoirs for which they show you real-time uh, amounts of water, of the 21 total in Taiwan... Drum roll, please. Yes. Uh... <laughs> There are still only three that are more than half full. Ooh. So that's three that are in the blue, as we show on that website. Um, however, what they do is they show you how much water is left in terms of days of usage. There are nine reservoirs that have more than 60 days of water. So they don't go above 60. Like 60, it's 60 plus. So that's nearly half um, have at least 60 days. Do you want to show everybody that? Yeah, I just, I, I oh, just put I the link in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, I was looking to see, because they show you how much water fell yesterday and how much increase uh, went in, I guess, how much increase in water we right, saw in the yeah, reservoir. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Only two registered an increase in water. Mm. And of course, I'm assuming more than two got uh, water in their reservoirs, but... I guess there were only two that had more coming in than they had yeah. going out in uh, terms of people using it. Yeah. And uh, do you want to guess a percentage of the highest percent of either reservoir that got an increase in amount of water? The uh, highest increase. Yeah, percentage. Well, how much uh, percent? Three. Three percent? Yeah. What I do have you think, the answer Stash? right here. I'm, I'm going to go two. Uh, Leslie? It's, I see the answers right here. It's yeah. not, it's not even cheating. a percent, man. It's less than 1% oh, for the no. two that increased. Yeah. So we were hoping to get some water from that typhoon, uh, which uh, Leslie spent some time last week shaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> typhoon surrogate. I mean, I know we need the water, but at the same time, it was a powerful typhoon. I think it's a little better that it didn't. Yeah, that's the that's the real struggle here in Taiwan. We need we need the water. Um, mm. uh, typhoons are a huge source of water. We didn't have any typhoons that actually made landfall in Taiwan last year, and that was a cause for concern. Uh, this year, do we want the typhoon uh, for the water? Yes, of course. Do we want the destruction that comes with it? Of course not. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, we'll get some just regular rain, mm. like long periods yeah. of it. I mean the uh, the the plum rain season's coming, isn't it? Yes, supposedly. Hopefully, um, uh, why do they call it plum rains? I, they make the plums grow. I think th I think that's what it is. It's like April showers bring May flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plum rains bring plums. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was. Uh, Are you yeah. a poet? <laughs> yeah, sort of. And he didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, so we're going to move on now to what Stash did over the weekend because you did something very interesting. I did some fun things. Yeah, I um I went and climbed a mountain called Jin Da San in uh, central Taiwan. Um, oh, where in central Taiwan? It's very close. It's it's near to Yushan Jade Mountain, Taiwan's highest peak. Uh, it was a 
three and a half hour drive from Taichung, so quite a while. Wow. Yeah. It's a it, thing is it's it's a very easy mountain, and I think you don't need you didn't need permits to climb it. But the problem, the thing that stops, I mean, it was busy when we were there. But the thing that stops it being even busier is that it's such a, a monster of a drive from anywhere, yeah, um, yeah. you know, any major center. So we got up at, I got, I woke up at four thirty on Friday on Saturday morning, uh, and then we drove for three hours, oh. two hours uh, down an old Japanese era forest road, um, which was very very bumpy for thirty kilometers. Um, and that's that's the bit that's the nightmare. And yeah, I mean, all of the Google reviews, it's famously. A harder drive than it is a climb, basically. <laughs> wow! Uh, so, uh, so wow. it was, but it was really nice. Uh, and I went out with a bunch of friends, and you kind of climb up, and then you go along a lovely ridge, and it's beautiful sunny weather. I actually got sunburned, and uh, and yeah, and then I mean the, the the peak was very very busy, but uh, it was beautiful, wonderful. So yeah. it's called Jun Da Shan. Yeah. What is the Jun? The Jun. Uh, it's not a Jun I was familiar with before. An so. unfamiliar Jun. Unfamiliar Jun. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's my new novel. Yeah. And uh, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was really good fun. And then the next day, I stayed in Taichung and I went to see a play at mm. the Taichung National Theatre. What did you see? I saw uh, the Man with the Compound Eyes. How was that? It was good. Oh, I should say, a Man with the Compound Eyes. This is written by Wu Ming Yi, yeah. who is probably the most famous science fiction writer in Taiwan. Oh. Wow. Uh, his works have been translated into English uh, and into many other languages. I believe he's also won a bunch of awards. Yeah, as well. I think so. It was it was it was adapted by a German uh, director who was also in it. If I believe, uh, mm. I mean, I was right at the back, so uh, uh, getting the cheap seats. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was and that great... was the world premiere of the staged uh, version of uh, this book. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it, yeah. it seemed to be only like a, I mean, from the website, it seemed like only a two day run or something like that. Yeah, um, I think they are going to expand it um, to other cities. Uh, so Taipei eventually will get it. I think Gaoshan probably oh, will also okay. get it as well. Right, yeah. Um, no, it was really, really worth the watch. Yeah, really oh, good. And, and, and it was great going to that building because actually one of the one the few things I knew about Taiwan before I came here was that it had this building, the National Taichung Theatre, mm-hmm. which was designed by this famous uh, Japanese architect called Toyo Ito, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, and he's like a kind of superstar of, a rock star of architecture. And um, it's a very kind of unique sort of curvy building. Um that uh, that was very fun to visit. So it was a lovely, lovely time. What's interesting is there are no um, straight lines inside mm. the theater. Every uh, wall, every kind of joint between walls, everything is curved. Oh, yeah. wow. Nothing straight. Yeah. yeah, it's a really special place. It's spectacular. It's a famous place because I went there for several times, but every time it's for the architecture, not for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Just yeah. kind of that tells stand you something, doesn't yeah. it? This is the thing is I was planning to go there I mean, I just, you know, happened to see on Twitter before I went that they had this show and it's a book that I'd read before. So I was like, oh, OK, well, well, great. Um, but like if, I, if, if, if that hadn't ha- have happened, I would have gone anyway just to look at the building. Oh, absolutely. The first I think the first two times I went there also just for the, yeah, the building right. itself. <laughs> you can also go up on the roof and see the gardens up there yeah. and see a beautiful oh. view of the city. I, didn't, I mean, it wasn't a very nice day, but um, but I was it raining. That. It was it was kind of just threatening to rain. Oh, yeah, yeah that's it, not okay. No, it just kind of like was throwing a few sort of you know dots, whatever you call that, rain. Yeah, little splashes. Not okay. No. So uh, Douglas North has just joined us. How's it going, Douglas? Uh, Jen Delari says forest roads are the best roads. They're hard to drive, but usually take you amazing places. That is true. It feels like I should see that sort of framed in a picture on when Facebook. Jen, Jen Delari is from the uh, Pacific Northwest, so that's. A lot of what they got out there. 
Hi from uh, Richard Glowert. Hi. Sabino Guo says, my kind of girl, Allison, I guess architecture. Oh, yeah. Architecture. Uh, into architecture. Um, so you actually have a story there, Stash, uh, about how the uh, this is vice president telling us to yes, go take a hike? Yes, this is vice president. <laughs> he's um, not going to take a hike. Well, he's telling us to go yeah, take a hike. Oh, he's uh, telling us to take a hike. Well, he, he went for a hike. He took a hike, and then he loved it. <laughs> Someone told him to take a hike, and then he thought it was such a great idea that he's telling all of us to take a hike as well. Just He did not impeach our vice yeah, president. No, we did not. No, At no. least I don't think so. No, this hey, is it's not a, a free comment. country. Yeah. It's a free country. And he did not retaliate by well, yeah, impeaching us Someone people. told the the vice president, as well as diplomats of the US, UK, <laughs> and other representative office to take a hike. <laughs> and they did. They went to uh, Jai County's uh, Tofu Year Trail. Oh. Uh, yeah. I've never been there, that part. Uh, in uh, They also visited a, a village, uh, the Zhou tribe. Yeah, village. I was going to say, it's a Zhou tribe village up there. Tofu That's right, Ye. in Alishan. Yep. Uh, I've seen a, I saw a couple of photos on, on social media. They, they all look very happy. It's kind of weird seeing kind of public officials sort of dressed down mm. you know what i mean when they're kind of like not in suits but they're kind of wearing their own clothes oh yeah and they kind of look slightly awkward it's, <laughs> it's like i remember when we had kind of non-uniform i mean i guess in the states you don't really have school uniform for like high school and stuff but we did and like we'd have like a non-uniform day and then the teachers would also be in not that you know and you're kind of like oh actually can you put your uniform back <laughs> on <laughs> wait i thought the teachers uh the teachers were uniforms? not not a uniform but they'll, they'll be uh, know, dressed, dressed down formally yeah, yeah. yeah and then so gotcha. yeah um but so actually we have uh what's his name the man that uh that natalie interviewed the other day was there oh, oh uh, green uh, yeah, yeah director yeah, yeah. AIT Deputy yeah that's director right green. yeah uh, raymond green as well as british taiwan office representative john dennis and uh the director of the ait the kind of de, de facto american embassy as well uh and they all look very happy i'll i'll post that <laughs> they all look very happy <laughs> yeah uh how did you be there i mean why wouldn't you be in a beautiful that's around exactly yeah. and you were saying that part of this is they're encouraging people to go and take uh uh hikes for uh i guess to for good health yeah that's right so so according to a report from the ministry of health and welfare um the number of unhealthy years a person lives in taiwan is about 10 percent of their life uh and unhealthy oh. that means that that's spent either in bed or in a wheelchair or needing a caregiver um so it's yeah it's kind of about getting people out and active and stuff out and about as we say yeah i mean I th to be honest i feel like compared to the uk and places that i've been to before taiwan's i feel like taiwan's older people especially are just super active i mean when you go on these hikes if you spend time you know the people you see they're not young kind of hikers they're all like in their 60s they're these big groups of like 50 and 60 year olds going and having fun so i don't know i, I think guess, it's great and yeah, i think, I think you amazing. know we're so close to the mountains uh it, it, here in Ty taipei even we're very close to the mountains yeah uh it's easy to get out of the city it's easy to get up and, and climbing and, and doing uh active things um we have some more people asking about uh water in taiwan we have somebody who's asking uh, uh if we get most of our water from rain rain is a hugely important source of water mm. um we don't have a lot of water resources of course we are an island so we're surrounded by water and there is a desalination plant but at this moment we're not creating enough water from from desalination mm. um do you like hiking uh asks uh nazir aziz i do Hikers, uh, you're a big hiker. I'm all right. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind it. Stash though, he's uh. I feel like every week we come back on Monday, he's like, yeah, I just got back from. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, I have a uh, me and my friend Alice and I. We have an ambition to climb 
uh, a modest ambition to climb 10 of Taiwan's sort of top 100 peaks, 100 peaks mm. uh, yeah, this that's year. That's awesome. Or oh, reach, reach 10. I mean, we actually climbed one or two last year. So, so yeah. So, eight this year. We think we think we can do it. Very impressive. Yeah, You're uh, really cranking them out there. Yeah. Uh, Sabina Guo says, yes, I am an architect lover. Uh, and then uh, Nazir Aziz is asking, deforestation could be the main reason for the drought? Actually, I think that uh, one of the main reasons is because... Uh, there's actually leaking water pipes there are oh, reservoirs right. that are not holding the water there's people doing construction near reservoirs so silt is going into the reservoirs and not uh allowing us to have enough clean water but uh definitely the big thing is i think is rain uh we need more rain yeah absolutely All right, we're going to move on to uh, Delivery Man shenanigans. Uh, Allison, you have a story there about uh, one such delivery man. Yeah. I think it's a man, yeah? Yeah, it's a man. Okay. Uh, go ahead and tell us about that. So um, there's a customer who ordered mail from, like, Food Panda. Can I say it? Food Panda. <laughs> 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 and then, like, he asked the delivery man to send the mail up to third floor, and the delivery man reject him. Oh. Him or her saying that um, if you don't come down and pick your meal, I'll just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, Wait, and is that allowed? Are they? I thought. Are they supposed to? They're supposed to deliver I, it up I, to your I floor. Feel, I feel like they probably have guidelines saying that the, you have to kind of go and do it. I feel like there's a lot of this kind of thing where they it's kind of hidden behind the scenes, but I imagine they yeah. have some kind of instructions being like you have to do. Like that. the customers say, it. he yeah. do write some notes. Like when he or she ordered the mail, say he like he wanted the delivery man to send up to third floor, but like the man say he didn't see it when he pick up the order. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I have a I have a, a a flatmate who gets a lot of Uber Eats or with Philly cheese steak every day. Really, Brand oh, wow. Brandon, day. if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm 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 shaming you. I'm shocked. And uh, but yeah, no, but he's yeah. They always they always come up. I mean, I live in an old building that doesn't have an elevator. Oh, and yeah. we live on the fourth floor, so I guess that's yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Does he tip? Um, I don't know. I'll, Brandon, do you tip? Uh, do you tip let me Brandon, know. if you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they are meant to. I think I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're supposed to deliver it up to the fourth floor. I think that's you the can, idea. You can specify with these apps. They'll be like, do you want to meet the door? Do you want to meet it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of them now. I think like on Uber, Uber Eats. I think it, it. I mean, his is through Uber Eats, but I think they kind of ask you. They suggest when you order that you do this um yeah you know, the non-contactless yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so like they leave it at the door you pick it up kind of no one no one sees anyone kind of thing so who do you guys think was in the wrong here was it the uh, delivery person or was it the uh, customer uh allison what do you think who's wrong it's the del- delivery man <laughs> yeah. okay. i can sympathize like he's right yeah, he threatened he threatened. The customer. yeah i mean that that was probably going a bit too far. i mean i imagine he meant it in jest but um, <laughs> but eat it. Well, I don't know. We have stories of uh, delivery people uh, taking a little sip from a drink, or yeah, oh. elevator footage. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Uh, what do you think, uh, Leslie? Who's in the wrong here? Oh, it's the delivery man. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. That's. Uh, so we need to know uh, what what ended up happening. Did uh, did the delivery man eat the food? No, like the customer who ordered come down and pick the mail but he or she it's very angry of course yeah. yeah i'm surprised they didn't pick a fight with each other yeah and then what happens and then the delivery man like even say that you shouldn't even use 
this delivery app anymore. Whoa! Yo, that's not okay. That's yeah. Okay, yeah. That's 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 off protocol. No, yeah. no business would ever want that. Yeah. We've crossed the line. Clearly, his employer doesn't want that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the person got their food, and then they they erased the app. Right? They're yeah. like, you don't want you me do to use this. It. Gone. Mm. So I wonder if we'll hear any more about this story or if it's just going to disappear <laughs> into the next wild. Development. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we do get a next development, we'll definitely tell you in a future episode of Here in Taiwan. All right. So we are going to finish up with a heartwarming story uh, by way of Leslie Liao. Yeah. This is about... Uh, somebody who formerly played what? Uh, soccer. So soccer. we have Huang Renxiang, and he was uh, he was a goalkeeper, um, a soccer goalkeeper down in Hualien, and um, unfortunately, he five years ago he was in an accident, um, where he was stabbed in the back over a misunderstanding while being while out with some friends. And um, during throughout that process, he was declared dead twice as paramedics tried to save his life. Wow. Uh, when he woke up, he couldn't really move his body or hands, and he needed mechanical assistance to uh, to breathe. And the really terrifying part was he was only 31 years old at the time, which is where I'm at now. So this could happen to anybody, right? And um, when he, he so that means he couldn't play soccer anymore when he was paralyzed. And uh, he said that before his rehabilitation, because he got some of his upper body function back, before his rehabilitation, he wanted to cut himself off from everybody. But then he realized that he wasn't alone after visiting a center in Taoyuan. So, wow. like, he met a lot more people who was going through the same thing as he was, and he, they were harboring a, a lot of the same thoughts. And um, he said this kind of inspired him to kind of, like, be more of an inspiration. And then uh, he said he's a, he always loved sports, and now he found uh, he, t- table tennis. Mm-hmm. Table tennis. So he plays uh, in a wheelchair, and um, he says he wants to use his own experience to help others like him. And uh, after completing his own rehabilitation, he stayed on with the center, which is the Spinal Cord Injury Potential Development Center. And um, he helped with house calls. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Doing what kind of things? Like checking up on people who were uh, in need of assistance? or Go- Going through the same thing as, as he was, right? Um, people called like they were in this new condition that he was also. And they would be like um, having a terrible time. And then he would kind of really connect. And uh, he says... Uh, this is a newfound calling, and his lifelong passion for sports has not dimmed. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really wonderful. Um, I know I helped work on a a uh, documentary about people with disabilities in Taiwan, um, and the the team went to Texas to interview a group called Coil that helps people with disabilities move into new apartments. And I think that's a really difficult thing uh, for people people who are experiencing a disability for the first time to kind of relearn how to to live mm-hmm. you know and to do daily life things um but what really impressed me is that one of the people that was working for coil was actually himself in a wheelchair so he was able to help people move into new places and speak from a place of experience mm. you know because he had experienced it himself and he knew what you know the a lot of the people a lot of the clients were thinking and feeling through that process so this is really cool what's what's this guy's name again uh huang renxiang and uh he's He's won a bronze medal for uh, in table tennis for people with uh, disabilities. Wow! Yeah, so he's, uh, he's he's got he's he's on it, man. He trained tirelessly and uh, he won it last year's national championship. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
Douglas North says, oh, wow, what an inspiration. Um, I think this is really resonating with a lot of people uh, that are listening right now. Uh, I have to say, we started off talking about mountains at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're finishing up with this uh, beautiful story. There is actually a phrase in Chinese, and it's Sambudran uh, Lujuan. So when you're going up a mountain, the, the mountain won't turn for you. Mm. The road will turn for you as you're going up the mountain. So it's really about kind of learning from adversity and actually you can find your own way. Even if kind of life throws something at you yeah. that you're not expecting, uh, there's always a way to kind of find your way forward and, yeah. and, and to grow and to get where you're headed in an unexpected way. That was beautiful, Andrew. Thanks, man. I have my moments from from time to time. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for today's Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Alison Chen. I'm Stash Butler. Stay tuned for more Come Your Way on RTI. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's social media or online news or anything that the Internet is just talking about in general. This week, we're going to be talking about a typhoon. Now, what happened with this typhoon? Did it come to Taiwan? Well, actually, no, the opposite. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Taiwan news, but currently the country is undergoing its worst drought in 56 years. Farmers are having a hard time, and authorities in central Taiwan have even limited the water supply to five days a week, so they're cutting water supplies two days out of the week. Taiwan depends on typhoons for a lot of rainwater, and last year no typhoons made landfall, meaning there wasn't a lot of water coming in. Two weeks ago, there was a glimmer of hope as a typhoon formed over the Pacific, and it looked like it was headed for Taiwan until it wasn't. What was the internet's reaction? Well, they weren't too happy with the typhoon. What's this all about, and how did the internet react? Well, I'm going to be covering this on Hashtag Taiwan coming up right now. Typhoons are natural disasters that you typically want to avoid, but right now, people in Taiwan would love a typhoon. That's because Taiwan is going through its worst drought in 56 years, and the country actually depends on typhoons to bring rainwater. And last year, not a single typhoon made landfall. It's hard to say if that's a good or bad thing. On the one hand, we're spared from the damages that typhoons might bring. On the other hand, people need their water. The situation has gotten so bad that parts of central Taiwan have cut water supplies two days out of the week. The news lens even has a real-time tracker of reservoir levels around Taiwan. Last week, Typhoon Surigae formed off the eastern coast of the Philippines, bringing with it the hope of rain. However, weather experts quickly predicted that the typhoon would veer back out east into the Pacific, again missing Taiwan. Now, people don't usually try to reason with forces of nature. When there's an earthquake, I don't run outside and say... No. No. Stop that. But people have started to lash out at Surigae. Specifically, they turn to this Plurk thread to vent. Plurk is this Taiwanese Reddit-Twitter hybrid. I don't know why its logo is a headless pig, though. 
Anyway, the start of the thread is a news story which says surrogate will not directly affect Taiwan. It says that it might even bring with it dry winds. It was at that point that people just unleashed a storm on surrogate. Here are a few entries. Worthless. You are a failure. You are garbage. Have a backbone. Why do you even exist? You may as well have not formed. Go back to where you came from. We don't need you. Where do you get off calling yourself a typhoon? It's bad enough that you don't bring rain, but dry winds also? You are a hen that doesn't lay eggs, but instead defecates. And my personal favorite, how dare you call yourself a typhoon when you've never been to Taiwan? People are straight up dogpiling on surrogate. There are about 2,000 comments on the thread, each one just taking pot shots at the typhoon. When Andrew Ryan first brought this story to my attention, he mentioned something about typhoon shaming, but after reading up on it, I'm pretty sure this is cyberbullying. The thing is, surrogate has intensified into a super typhoon, so it might be better that it didn't pass over Taiwan. I have a sneaking suspicion that surrogate heard what people were saying and got angry. Anything you'd like to say to the typhoon, Andrew? Well, I was going to say better luck next time, but I don't know. I don't think we should talk like that to our uh, strong weather forces. I think we should be nice to the weather. Yeah. <laughs> as long I hope they'll nice be to nice to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that was this week's episode of Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed it and found this particular perspective about a typhoon interesting. However, I will say that typhoons are rather dangerous and scary and they cause a lot of damage, wreak a lot of havoc, break a lot of homes, and displace a lot of people. And if you're happening to tune in from part of the Philippines where Surigay hit, I hope you guys are doing safe. I hope everything was okay. And I just want you to know that our best wishes are with you. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, have a great day wherever you are. I'll talk to you again soon. Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventria. And I'm Stash Butler. Yes, this is the program where we get your letters and uh, you write us and let us know what programs to listen to and the listening condition and also comments do you have for us about our programs. But uh, before we get to your letters, though, we are going to update our own personal status here. We have a hiking aficionado among <laughs> us here. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I actually have a friend. So I, yeah, I was uh, away hiking a, a big mountain. Um, so a man somewhere in the 19, sometime in the 1970s, I think, um, came up with a list of Taiwan's sort of top 100, 100. mountains. That's yeah. what you're aiming for? Oh, I mean... I, I it's a, it's a long it's a long term goal but I think it's that's, that's quite a long term one. Um so yeah there are 100 peaks. I mean there's actually I think over 200 peaks in Taiwan that are over 3000 meters so it's about 10,000 feet. Um but uh and he he chose 100 of those rather arbitrarily I think. Um and uh I've now climbed 3. Wow. And I'm going to climb a fourth very soon. Oh wow! Yeah, that's just amazing. Well, definitely, you're you know a lot more about our you know the Taiwan mountains than any <laughs> one of us. Yeah, than me as a local. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, you should definitely get out. I mean, some of them are more accessible than others, but mm -hmm. you have real hiking boots. 
I I did. I brought walking boots with me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Kind of big, big kind of walking boots. Okay. To Taiwan. I did. I, well, actually, on this mountain, I forgot to bring them, so I went up in trainers. That's uh, okay. Yeah, it was okay actually. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. Like, okay. it depends. Obviously, if there's like snow and you know lots of technical climbing and stuff, then you maybe you want something more specialized. But uh, is it the what? kind of hike? Is it the kind of climbing where you have to like rappel and? No, <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, there was a bit. That, it was actually it was very strange. It's kind of a a, a hike of two halves, oh. so to speak, because so, it was like uh-huh. yeah, it's not like. Day three, we have reached the second base camp. No, no, <laughs> we approached no. the eastern slope. Because I mean, what's quite nice is actually Taiwan is crisscrossed with these old uh, forestry roads, basically kind of built in the Japanese era. And uh, I mean, they're basically fallen. Lot most of them have fallen into disrepair, but and and a lot of them actually are now kind of walking routes. And so the first half, the, well, the first day of this hike it was a two-day thing. Um, we uh, walked along this uh, this old forest road, which was beautiful um but it was almost entirely flat there was no we there was almost no elevation gain we just walked for three hours about eight kilometers um and then the second day was when things actually things got hard because you had to go up um but like really up like climbing kind of uh, up. there was some like ropes involved and some climbing you know on kind of ladders and stuff um but i mean it, it was still it was still fairly manageable so um but yeah it was a, it was a great experience so we're talking about how many meters it was i would have to check but i think it was about 3300 meters high oh. yeah which is a lot higher than the uk where everything that the highest mountain we have is only 1300 so it's, oh yeah that's considered it's flat <laughs> it's pretty flat the uk is pretty flat oh okay wow um I don't know. I mean, you got some fancy stuff because you always bring the equipment to the <laughs> office, you know, and you 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 get off from your new shift on Fridays and you're off. Yeah. Um. I I see this kind of like a is it a, a foam mat or something? Yeah. To be honest, you know, I can't actually uh, claim to own any of that. I just borrowed uh-huh. off my much more capable friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I I they they really want me to buy my own stuff, but uh, they have so much of it, and <laughs> I d- I don't see the need. What's the point? Really. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So they have so I so my friend uh, two of my flatmates yeah they they're far more into kind of outdoorsy stuff than mm. I am so yeah. I can just plunder their resources basically. <laughs> well, my husband are not real hikers. You know, we don't have any of those kind of equipments. I mm. mean, one time we went hiking with um, my daughter's uh, father and mother-in-law. They're real hikers, and um, one time we went up, and you know the father-in-law had planned a whole trip. And then midway through, he said, well, let's rest here, have some you know, snacks, have some lunch. And there was like a, a small pond there. Mm. And it was nice. And, and, you know, the water was nice and cold. And it was really nice. And then they started taking out these like collapsible containers and, and, and utensils and start cooking um, instant noodles. Oh, nice. And, uh, and then another collapsible pot for cooking coffee. Wow. It was like, that was already amazing to me. <laughs> it was like totally amazing. The only thing my husband brought was a GoPro. It's a waterproof GoPro. And oh, cool. so, you know, was telling, you know, these kids that came with us um, to um, just play in the water, that kind of stuff. Mm. But um, we were so satisfied and content and everything. And then, my, you know, my daughter's father-in-law says, oh, right, let's keep going. I said, what? Uh, <laughs> There's more. Oh, no. We kind of this isn't up. it? Because, uh. <laughs> yeah, definitely they can take even better, more, you know, challenges going up and everything. But, yeah, yeah we weren't we weren't made for that and then while we were resting at that area we saw this whole group of like you know middle-aged women and men mm. they were wearing rain boots these rubber boots right okay and 
walking across the the trail, the terrain, you know, the slopes like nothing. Yeah, they were like. I mean, that's that the was thing like, is, yeah, if you, yeah. You spend a lot of time in these mountains. You see a lot of like people, kind of middle-aged people who are like incredibly fit doing yeah. these things. I mean, even in Taipei, you know, you go to Elephant Mountain. There's a kind of mountain in the east, east Varanasi Taipei 101, mm-hmm. and uh, you see these kind of like 60 year olds kind of jogging up and down yeah. and doing pull-ups and stuff there's a lot of stone steps going up there yeah and yeah. down it's crazy yeah you've been up uh, oh up yeah, a mountain, yeah, yeah of course have, yeah have, that's yeah. like piece of cake to uh, you that's right? my extent of mountain <laughs> is that yeah, same right? here <laughs> same here i almost really? i almost took part in an event that one of my favorite youtubers put on called the most mediocre mountain challenge because, oh what was that because everyone is well except for us here in taiwan is basically yeah. stuck at home right right, right so right. They usually do impressive things, but they said it's okay. We'll just find the highest place in your area where you're allowed oh, legally to go. I remember you saying uh, this. Okay. And the more mediocre, the better. Right. And so a lot of people were. Just, someone actually from my part of New Taipei City did take part. Uh, where did they go? A, a very ordinary street. They said he said there was like a topographical map where you could find the exact point nearest within a. Wow. Some, you know, I mean, because I mean, yeah, I mean, in Central Taipei, that. it's so flat. <laughs> I don't even know there is a high point. Uh, yeah. I mean that's yeah that's one thing good it's good for cycling around Taipei because it's so so flat but yeah I mean but there are really really easy by year like these hundred mountains like the, uh, particularly uh, Huan Shan um, oh uh, you've been up there of course I, I have I've been okay. up there in a bus <laughs> yeah I mean they can take I you yeah they can get you I, I forget because actually I climbed it with a friend of, or a couple of friends and we went a very difficult route. So it's kind of annoying because you tell people that you climbed it and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And you're like, no, but we, it was hard when we did it. We didn't do the thing where you drive all the way up to the top. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Wow. This is really amazing. Um, but I'm sure you stay away from, you know, there's a lot of camping sites where it's like totally like, it's almost like a five-star camping site. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They've got no, we don't do that. bathrooms. They've got barbecue uh, stoves. I know. They've I mean, got tables I had and a, chairs. And I everything. had a friend who, uh, whose boss, I think, went, uh, you know, it went camping and then uh my, my friend was like to his boss he's like weren't you didn't you feel was it quite hot you know summer he's like oh no 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 there was air con <laughs> it's like you went you went camping with air conditioning that's that's just not camping like <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> you know yeah and they have you know they have kind of like tvs and stuff for mm. kids to kind of watch and play video games uh, yeah that's that's not camping in my, oh that in my reminds view. me um when my kids were still younger much younger uh we had an uh, like a weekender uh with a group of friends and it was like these um elevated tents but they're they're they make it look like tents, but actually they can fit like twenty or thirty people underneath. Mm, wow! But it was like in the summer, it's like mosquitoes everywhere. Oh. It's like yeah, that's that's the part I hate the most about real camping. Yeah, is the I mean, mosquitoes. Summer is not a generally a good time. I oh, think, it isn't, for huh? That kind of thing. Yeah, oh, okay. I have a friend who runs these kinds of outdoors activity things, and they go camping with the kids uh, in spring and autumn, but not in summer. Oh. It's just too unpleasant, I think. Okay, well. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> definitely. Lesson learned. Because you think that, you know, what can we do with the kids during the summer? What can we do with them? Mm. Well, camping. Yeah. But, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's other, other times. I think Taiwan's just mm. too hot and humid. I for know. That kind of yeah, thing. that's the thing. Yeah. It's just really too hot and humid. And yeah. they were little kids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was terrible. But anyway. All right. Well, that sounds like fun. And um, looks like you're heading off to another. There's another one. Another one. Coming <laughs> up. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, have fun and just uh, 
Have fun. It's going to come back in like Sherpa gear. Yeah. Like... I'm going to bring lots of, yeah. <laughs> in the office, like. Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's get to the letters. And we always love to hear from you, likewise, like I said. Um, and uh, always glad that you're listening to our programs, letting us know how the listening condition is. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.cw. And you can always check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel and leave us a comment there. All right, we've got a handwritten letter from our 12-year-old listener from Japan. He is Kosuke Yomaru of uh, Fukushima, Ken, Japan. And uh, it says, Dear dear Sir, well, ma'am, it's with great pleasure that I report reception of the broadcasting at 15320 kilohertz. He listened on March 23rd, and we only just got the letter today. Um, let's see, with a uh, Texan PL660. That's like a common... A radio that uh, most of our listeners seem to use because I hear this name all the time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, with a wide antenna that's 10 meters long. Um, he listened to Jukebox Republic, and that's my music program. Symbol rating was uh, from threes to fives. And it says in the comments Hello, everyone at RTI English. I enjoyed Jukebox Republic. Um, Tommy's music is very good. Thank you for your Curacao card and message. And uh, the Curacao card of the National Radio Museum in Jai County it was interesting. And he wrote in brackets, Yo Chu, in Chinese characters. Mm. Um, I listened to Artia and uh, it's great. Please give me a Curacao card. No problem. So that was again Kosuke Yomaru of Fukushima, Ken, Japan. Got another letter here from Japan. This one from Norihiko Ide, who says, It's with great pleasure that I can report the reception of your broadcast as follows. This is a report about our April 13th broadcast on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. Uh, the simple at the start of the program was 45444, and it seems to have stayed pretty good throughout, uh, pretty stable too. Uh, and the programs were here in Taiwan. Uh, in which we talked about uh, the live streaming of the Mazu procession, and also an iPhone and Hotong New Taipei, also known as our Cat Village. Uh, there was a discussion about cats and vaccination, followed by an episode of Jukebox Republic. You talked about a visit up to a lake called Meihua Lake. There mm. was, and the songs were Good Place, The Spring in Elan, Elan's Place, and Elan's Rain. Um, it says there was no interference. The reception condition was good and stable today. Uh, and it says, hello, the talk about Hotong and the cats in here in Taiwan was interesting to me. They say that in Chinese culture, cats are not popular animals. Isn't the, the case in Taiwan? In Japan, cats are more popular than dogs. In Taiwan, cats are very popular pets. Mm. Very popular. Very, I feel very like I see dogs more, but I guess they get but, taken out more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're more visible. Yeah. Um, it says there's a TV program in Japan featuring ordinary cats around the outdoors around the world. Oh, I've seen this program. It's, <laughs> it's great. I forget the name, but I've seen, it's on NHK, and I, I've watched it. it uh, is, it's they actually do follow real cats as they run around outdoors. Wow. There's like a comment narrator too, like oh really, and then oh, the orange wow. this orange cat. <laughs> There's a problem about that in the, in the UK where they kind of like they put sort of cameras and like tracking devices on these cats. And it was called I think it was called oh, the, the Secret cats. Lives right, of Cats. Right, right, right. But this is like a regular oh. program. I think oh, it's like okay. weekly they wow. do this, um, and they just yeah. It says a supermarket in my neighborhood finally sold a limited number of Taiwan pineapples, and I was able to buy the last one. <laughs> Thank oh. you. It was so sweet and delicious. I shared it with my parents who live nearby. By the way, my mother has been a devoted lover of Taiwan bananas, so that. 
the bananas in my family have always been Taiwan bananas. Wow. <laughs> I wish that we could visit Taiwan again soon. Take good care. And it says here, if the details of this report are found to be correct, I'd appreciate it very much if you could send me a QSL card. That comes to us once again from Norihiko Ide of Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I have a letter here from Brian Yule from Logansport, Indiana. He says, Dear RTI, much sadness in the news of the train crash. Throughout your programming, you've shown heart for people and goodness in life. Best wishes for peace in these days, he says. Uh, and he brings us a report from April 16th uh, this year with Taiwan Insider uh, talking about one million people showing up for the Mazu procession, which concluded very recently. Uh, and the AstraZeneca vaccines uh, can get them self-paid for uh, 600 NT or around 20 US dollars. Uh, he then moves on to talking about Taiwan today um, with Natalie um, interviewing a professor from the National Jiaotong University about Taiwan's sort of safety culture and uh, recklessness more generally. That was an interview sort of concluding basically that Taiwan needs an overhaul of its approach to the idea of safety uh, and that mm. the chain that, you know, small changes, surface changes to uh, things surrounding transport won't necessarily fix the kind of larger underlying problems uh he then also uh talks about my program the download and my interview with glossica uh, founder michael campbell uh who has some very interesting things to say about how to learn languages um and uh talks about research that children actually learn pronouns last but obviously when you're building a language learning project um uh, uh adults want to learn pronouns it turns out people want to know how to say i you he mm. and she uh and they don't want to leave that until later uh and yeah once again that's coming to us uh from logansport indiana from brian newell okay i've got another letter uh, i've got another letter coming to us from japan this is uh, shin makino of um saitama ken japan it says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, I wish to report reception of your broadcasting station, Radio Taiwan International. He listened in on April 20th uh, at 15320 kHz uh, under program details. Uh, let's see here. So he heard the news where we covered the news stories such as the Defense Ministry gets ready to launch longest ever annual war games. Prospective travelers can pay out of pocket for COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, Taiwan ramps up water testing before the release of radioactive water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. A train tunnel in eastern Taiwan that was the site of a deadly derailment is back in use as of Monday. Um, A mutual legal assistance treaty with Belize has advanced in Taiwan's legislature. Um, Taiwan has given veteran Hong Kong movie star Anthony Wong an employment gold card. A new app for help seekers devised by Taipei City Police. A group of Taiwanese geologists are zeroing in on an underground magma deposit in northern Taiwan. Also, he listened to here in Taiwan. And um, so it was the three of us again. Um, about passport power, specifically how good Taiwan's passport is, about a Taiwanese snack food that's making international headlines. Which one was that? Quite quite. Oh, right. <laughs> I had that story. Okay. And then um, about a time, oh, right. About the addition of new, uh, two new indigenous Taiwanese languages, the Atayo and Sadiq on the, uh, Wikipedia, and introduced messages from listeners in Uganda, India, and Philippines. Okay. So simple rating was 353332-45444. And my impressions of your programs today, as before, the first half of the transmission was noisy and difficult to hear, but the second half was better with a stronger signal. I have not received a KSR card from the station since last... Oh, I'm sorry about that. I've got to check <coughs> into this. Um, okay, so please take care of your health. Well, same to you. 
And thank you so much. That was Shin Makino of Japan. And that ends today's show. Thank you so much for all your letters. We would love to hear from you again. So do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. All right. I think next will be May, wouldn't it? I think I so. Yes, it is. Whoa. All right. We'll see you in May. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.